Austin Found is sponsored by the LBJ Presidential Library. Listen to the library's new podcast, With the Bark Off, conversations from the LBJ Presidential Library. Candid and revealing episodes will be added each week. Subscribe for free in your preferred podcast app. Literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm J.B. Hager. I'm Michael Barnes. You know, there was a time in Austin in the 1700s where it could have been a lot more like San Antonio. It could have been. It took a big diversion, which we'll get to, but the reason it could have been a lot more like San Antonio, and I am amazed at how different these two cities are, oh, yeah. just an hour, a little yeah. over an hour apart. But at one time, there were a few Spanish missions in yes. Austin. In 1730, there were three Spanish missions. They were being moved from East Texas, where the Spanish influence was shaky. And they eventually ended up in San Antonio. But they were here for just a year. A year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So why? <laughs> let's dig a little deeper into why they left East Texas. Well, the whole reason they were they were set up in East Texas was to protect the Spanish claims to the area from the French, who had taken Louisiana. And the French tried to claim much of Texas as well. So it was a, a way of getting way out of their comfort zone from central Mexico and, and getting presidios and uh, missions in East Texas and in, into Louisiana, what is now Louisiana, on the other side of the Sabine. An inspector said, hey, look, if these are not working, let's save some money and protect whatever our missionaries and and the, the Native Americans that came with them and bring them back, you know, bring them closer to where there was permanent settlement, like San and, Antonio. And then the path to here when they relocated is likely because of the Colorado. Well, they're because of a ford in the Colorado. Now, this is the thing is that the Camino Real de los Tejas, the, the braided highway. Which we talked about in another yes, episode. You should Which go pull up. Which went up from the, the, the Rio Grande up to the Sabine and beyond. It passes through our area in a couple of different places at least. One of them at the Longhorn Dam. One of them at the Montopolis Bridge, which we have to identify the location. <laughs> it's basically where the 183 bridge is now. And, right. and it connected the two halves of Montopolis because Montopolis started on the north side of the river. And then the Montopolis we know now is on the south side of the river. So three missions were built here. And we'll get to why it was only a year in a second. But I will let you do the honors of pronouncing oh, our three missions. I, I will try hard. Please forgive me. It, and we'll, we're going to taxify these pr- pronunciations. San Francisco de los Neches, Nuestra Señora de la Purisma Concepción, and San Jose de los Nazones. Now, here's the crazy thing about these missions. Of course, they were only here a year. Is To this day, it's still a mystery as to Absolutely. where they were. Absolutely. There's some archival records that tell us that they were here, you know, Spanish archives, the Bayer archives. 
but uh, there's never been any archaeological evidence found of them. In the 1930s, they put up a big marker at, at Barton Springs, a giant historical marker, talking about the missions being there at Barton Springs. Which is speculative. It's totally speculative. People keep saying, well, keep digging deeper into the archives and we'll find it, but I haven't and nobody I've talked to has. It might not have been there, and I think one of the reasons why people want it to have been there is we love Barton Springs. Well, wouldn't they settle, you know, mm-hmm. there? And, of course, there have been human habitation there at Barton Springs for yeah, thousands of years. Fresh, cold water makes sense for yeah, people to migrate uh, to it. Yeah, and and it's one of the the great springs along the edge of the Balcones Fault that were part of Indian lore, and everybody knew about them, and so everybody stopped at them. It's interesting, the people you talk to uh, when you do your research, because when I think of archaeology, I picture Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, I, I picture Egypt. No. I, I don't picture uh, Texas archaeology. You know, I am a big romantic about archaeology. I mean, it just I'm a big wide-eyed kid whenever I go out to a site of a dig or something. But it's really painstaking, back-breaking work. And yeah. It, I, I would be terrible at it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just too impatient? Yeah. Well, yes, and also you're out, out of doors and terrible yeah. conditions, and some people really like that, but it's not as romantic as, as I would like to think. One of the people you talk to is Brad Jones, mm-hmm. who's an archaeologist with the Texas Historical Commission. What was that like talking to him about this? Well, very eye-opening in the sense that he said, you know, we've had maybe 2,000 uh, digs here in the county, and never turned up any evidence of Spanish occupation. And you would need things like copper or bronze or, or painted ceramics that are obviously of Spanish origin. and they Not just a structure. That's not quite Well, we we're never going to find a structure yeah. because, let's face it, if they were only here a year, it was a temporary structure anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he says, you know, it could have been there, and he's heard stories about people knowing about missions in the area, but... But he says there's been no evidence, no confirming evidence. However, on a later trek with Stephen Gonzalez, who's the director of the Camino Real de los Tejas National Trail Association, say that three times, <laughs> and he's a wonderful guy. He, I, we've been on three or four treks looking at places along the Camino Real. So we went to where he thinks it was, using all of his superpowers, and it was at the Montopolis Bridge. Again, the Montopolis <laughs> Again, Bridge. Again, the Montopolis Bridge. We went up on the bluff mm-hmm. just to the west of the Montopolis Bridge. He said, this is perfect. And he showed me why. There is a spring down below us. You could see from that spot to the, the northeast where the French would be coming if they were pursuing you. It was at a ford, so you can cross the river there. And also there's good agricultural land around there. And, of course, the road went by, the Camino went mm-hmm. right by there. So he was saying, based on that, he would guess it was there in Montopolis. Wow. That, of course, is all under construction now. The yeah. old Montopolis Bridge is now becoming a bikeway. As you're heading east towards the airport before you go by uh, Callahan's. Yes. Yeah, you go by Callahan's. Uh, so that gives people an idea where yeah, that is. Yeah. By the way, not to go too off the rails here, but mm-hmm. on the east side of the Montopolis Bridge, on the south end, 
that property has just become really valuable. It's one of the best views of downtown Austin oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Have you been out there? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. There is a really old stone house over there in that area that has a fantastic view of the city. No, and even on the west side, there's fantastic views and new homes are going up. There. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just don't think about it when you pass through no, there. No, you don't. Being a, this but it's incredible up, on a, view. up on a bluff. Yeah. It oversees the city. Austin Found is brought to you by the LBJ Presidential Library. More info at lbjlibrary.org. I love learning about names and, and uh, associating with stuff mm-hmm. we see around town. And I can't tell you how many hours I spent napping at the PCL library <laughs> on the University of Texas campus. It's quiet. And PCL stands for Perry Castaneda, but I always thought that's one person because mm-hmm. Perry could be a, a first name. Perry yeah. Castaneda. That is not... No. And it ties to the, the, to the right, missions, we'll, right. which I'll we'll explain. Well, the great early historian of Spanish Texas, uh, Carlos Castaneda, not the peyote guy, but um, the very good historian. His name is part of the undergraduate library. He was the one who knew the Spanish records better than anybody. And he was the one in his books, I was able to confirm definitely there were Spanish missions here. And, you know, I want to go back and look at his sources, which are probably at the Benson Latin American collection at UT. Uh, but I've never got around to it. <laughs> it's on the list. I can't imagine how many things are on your list, right? <laughs> Why did they move to San Antonio after one year here? What was the issue? San Antonio became the first place in the interior of Texas to really have a permanent settlement than border towns. San Antonio, when you think about it, if you're coming from the south or from the west or from the east... San Antonio is pretty much the first nice place you hit after a long, long, right. long <laughs> right. wagon train across the right. mountains and stuff. So San Antonio has great water, cool breezes compared to some other areas. and Mild winters. <laughs> mild winters. It's, it's a perfect place. And it also, you can get through the Edwards Plateau there. There are some passages, you know, through that. You could have north-south routes and east-west routes. It was a perfect placement for a distribution center, for protection, and it was much fought over. Much hmm. fought over. But we'll we'll get to that in another story. <laughs> right. In another episode. Okay, who was this woman in 1983 who swears she was could see the remains I of never, a mission from her home off the green <laughs> I belt? I never found out her name. <laughs> my source forgot her name. But, it, it, but he said that's not unusual. Every few years, somebody says, you know what? I've got a Spanish mission in my backyard. And, <laughs> and they're, they're like, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> but you got to go investigate, right? You, you just to. never and, know. And journalists always, always enjoy that. I'm going to tell you a quick story, and this is a story you can cut. No. <laughs> I was working early, early in the morning in the newsroom. And this was back in the time when we didn't have blocks on the doors. You know, people could just walk in our oh, building. Oh, Lord. And so I was the only one in the newsroom writing a theater review. This was in the very early 90s. And a guy comes into the newsroom. I'm the only one there. And he says, there are seals in in Town Lake. (laughs) I saw them. And I went, you know, 
<laughs> he probably didn't, but I will kick myself if I'm the reporter who didn't go and check it out. So we went down there, and what he was seeing was these giant catfish coming up and oh yeah, just to the surface. Flipping, right? They were they were not seals. But you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking some frat went and and stole a seal and put <laughs> Which, it loose. Wouldn't surprise. No, I mean that was the kind of tricks they did back then. Yeah, and every now and then, the, on that note, the uh, in the internet age of Austin, these pictures surface of this giant alligator in, in yep. Town Lake, or now Lady Bird Lake, right? You've seen those. Yeah. No, alligators don't come this far west. Yeah. <laughs> At least not here. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and last n- a note on this, it, when you think about, again, the difference between Austin and San Antonio, and I tell people when they come visit Texas and they aren't familiar with it and they, they hear about Austin mm-hmm. so much, you used to hear about San Antonio more, time, yeah, more. more. But I'm like, you have to take a day and go down to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It's just the departure of what Austin is like to San Antonio culturally is you, you have to go see it. Completely different pace of life, completely different kind of way that the city is set up. You know, it's yeah. a riverine plan rather than a grid plan. And in the central part, of course, the culture. The culture yeah. has been, been its own for centuries Ours is just really beginning to gel. We <laughs> haven't ways. figured it out yet. But had those missions survived and not been moved after in, in 1731, we may have been more similar. To you know, I hadn't thought about that. But that's a really good point. I mean, if we had a, a permanent Spanish than Mexican settlement here, mm-hmm. uh, we'd be a very different city. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Austin Found. We do appreciate hearing from you. In fact, Here's an email from Colleen Tulla, uh, enjoying the podcast, and I'm enjoying the episodes very much and can't wait to leave my Allendale home, cross over Mopac, and find the Spicewood Springs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, growing up here, I didn't even know where, where they, to, how to properly locate. just like a couple years ago. You so. can't even see them. Uh, thanks, Colleen, for writing in to us, and we love hearing from you. We love your feedback your comments criticisms even and suggestions email us at emma barnes b-a-r-n-e-s at statesman.com and j hager h-a-g-e-r at statesman.com and if you're enjoying austin history i think you might also enjoy the think texas newsletter yes that's our free weekly digital newsletter about texas history and it has a statewide audience you can get it on your device simply by texting the phrase think texas all one word think texas to 33777 and the show is growing quickly especially with your support by sharing on socials please share yeah we can't <laughs> we can't tell you enough people it takes a long time for people to find out about it and anybody that i i've talked to who's found it is, is loving oh it's yeah really enjoying them. it share on your socials write a review mm-hmm. on itunes google play those sort of things will help people find it we appreciate your tuning in to austin found all right